0: Yale Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Yale Healthcasts. I'm Mike Goulet, manager of Allied Health at Yale Health, and your host. Joining me today is Alisa Sherbin, registered dietitian at Yale Health. Welcome.
1: Hi Mike, thanks for having me.
0: What is prediabetes? I've heard the term a lot lately.
1: Prediabetes is basically the stage before diabetes occurs. It's when your blood sugars are elevated but not high enough to be called diabetes.
0: Now, I understand that patients with prediabetes can make lifestyle changes to improve their health outcomes. What exactly are those lifestyle changes?
1: So recommendations um, have been based on a big research trial called the Diabetes Prevention Program, um, and those results from that study were very encouraging. Um, so individuals who lost 5 to 7% of their body weight um, and followed a healthy diet and also um, participated in 150 minutes of exercise weekly, decreased
0: their rate of diabetes by 58%. Now, you you mentioned diet is very helpful. What type of diet would that be?
1: So as far as an overall diet, um, the Mediterranean diet is the approach that has the most um, to back it up. Um, But when, you know... most people have a hard time sort of breaking that down to make that fit for them. They may have heard of that diet approach or they may even know it well, but a lot of times they have a hard time applying that to their lifestyle. Um, So what I typically do is try to help people – have a starting point. Um, so, usually, what I would recommend um, is starting with breakfast, starting at the beginning of the day, because that sets the tone for the day. Um, and usually, people with prediabetes benefit from getting. a a good amount of protein in the morning. That might be an egg or a slice of cheese or Greek yogurt um, along with some type of complex carbohydrate like a whole grain like oatmeal or whole wheat bread. Um, So that combination usually helps um, get their metabolism going and um, helps regulate their blood sugars and insulin levels through the morning, and, you know, partway through the day. And then after that, it is important to, you know, look at how regular they're eating through the day. Um, When you do have When you have prediabetes, one of the big issues is insulin resistance, and that's where your body makes insulin, but it's not using it as well as it should be. So you're very sensitive to certain carbohydrate foods, um, but you still need them. So if you're eating regularly you can you can moderate your intake a little bit better, and as a result, your insulin levels may not go as high, your blood sugar levels don't go as high, and that really helps you kind of move along through the day. Um, and you know, outside of that, really, I try to encourage people to look at their plate. Um, what's the makeup? Is is there vegetables there? Um, essentially, half of half of your plate really should be coming from vegetables. Um, These are low in carbohydrates and they're high in fiber and they're filling. So – and they're obviously very nutrient-dense as well. Um, And the other half of your plate should really be split between a lean source of protein, uh, whether that's chicken, fish, uh, or like like I mentioned before, maybe eggs or some lower fat cheese. Um, And then as well as um, a complex carbohydrate, ideally a whole grain. You know, that might be uh, a a baked potato or whole grain of some kind like brown rice. Um, It could be a slice of whole wheat bread. Um, But a couple of servings of whole grains usually
0: also kind of balances out the meal. Now, you mentioned exercise, about 150 minutes a week. What type of exercise?
1: So exercise ideally should be cardiovascular, which just means you're raising your heart rate for a period of time. Um, but there is a benefit to doing um any type of exercise in terms of the benefit that it will have on your um on your insulin levels. Um so, you know, according to the the results of the study though, that was um encouraging 150 – 150 minutes a week of cardiovascular exercise. And that can be as simple as walking. Um, You know, that's usually a good starting point. Sometimes people feel like they have to go to a gym or do something very, you know, complicated. You just really have to start from where you are um, and build on that. You know, an easy way to sort of see where to begin is to track steps. You know, most People's phones these days are tracking their steps whether whether they realize it or not. So they can see what they're getting on a regular basis and they can, you know, build from there, maybe add a goal of a thousand to two thousand more steps a day. Um, but really looking for opportunities throughout your day to 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 build activity in. Usually when it's part of your day. it it becomes a little bit easier than having to decide to go somewhere special and get this exercise in.
0: Now, how can folks with prediabetes know if the changes, the the meal and the exercise, are are making a difference? difference?
1: So, I mean, the good news is I've seen numerous people turn things around in even a few months' time by just modest changes. Um, so the the main way that this is monitored is through a test called hemoglobin A1C um, or A1C for short. So usually that's what's, that's what's done to detect prediabetes, and it's also monitored On a certain basis. So oftentimes it may be checked yearly, but it could be something you discuss with your provider to see um, if it's appropriate to check it at, at any other time after making some changes.
0: Thank you for this valuable and important information.
1: Thank you.